Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire Northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter. I'm the head soccer coach at De La Salle High School for the boys and also uh, the director of coaching at Soccer Innovations of America. We start our show with a prayer and uh, we start in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, I thank you for letting us have this show. I am my producer, Andrew, here at the controls. I pray that um, we'll continue to... Uh, reach out to the soccer community and the world at large, uh, trying to promote this game and trying to promote your values and and your your way of dealing with things. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, I hope you all had a good Labor Day. Uh, uh, of course, I'm a coach. Uh, we have a little joke in the coaching world. Uh, Labor Day is a day of labor. Uh, I was definitely coaching on Labor Day. As I'm sure all the coaches listening here were coaching, and most of the players here, you were probably playing. But still, Labor Day, the rest of the day, we kind of took it off with our families, and uh, which is very, very important. And um, uh, I'm glad that we had a chance to do that, but we did miss last week. And uh, this week, we're going to try to uh, pick up where we left off. Last uh, two, The last episode, we talked to Fallon Buckner. And I was really appreciative she came on the show. I mean, she is the assistant executive director of the LHSAA, and I'm just really appreciative after all these decades that I've been coaching Louisiana soccer that we have an executive director that's accessible. I talked to her a couple of days ago, and she promised me that uh, by the next show, she'll have answers to these following questions that the last show basically uncovered. Number one, can a coach have all her or his junior high players on their club team if they are not registered with the LHSAA, okay? Right now, I think the thing to do if you're a coach in that position is to do what you've always done because uh, uh, we have to hear from Eddie Bonine what the what the solution to this problem is. I think uh, one thing I'm glad that Fallon was able to do on that last show was expose herself to how much she knew about what was going on in the soccer world. I think she was even surprised there's so much going on in the soccer world. And, uh, of course, you and I aren't because we know it's a year-round sport. It's always been always will be. You just can't take time off in soccer. So um, I tend to think they're going to rule that the junior high players, if they're not LHSAA registered, if you're a junior high coach and you're coaching all these junior high players, I don't know if it's ethical to do this. That's another conversation. Uh um, but it's legal to do it, okay? Uh, and that, and, and quite frankly, the people who are doing that, they're getting their system taught to their kids years in advance before they run into a varsity program uh, that's running the same system. So it's a huge advantage. Uh, don't, and don't kid yourselves if you don't think it is. And if you're a coach uh, or a player or a parent listening and your kid's not being pushed at the junior high level, Chances are you're entering or you're participating in a program that's not uh, looking at the state championship as their ultimate goal for the program. Okay, the second thing that she said she would have answered for me uh, is, can a director of coaching 
indirectly or directly coach all of their players who attend the school that they coach at. Okay, there's a six-player rule, as we all are aware of, um, but directors of coaching, I mean, I'm a director of coaching. I have all these Dulles Out players crawling all over the club. I make sure I only have contact with six of them, and so I just say hello and goodbye to the other ones. And uh, a lot of other coaching directors don't do that. They don't don't just say hello and goodbye when at the water cooler or whatever. They'll say, hey, next time, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And they're, as of right now, their interpretation statewide is that's okay. And and I can deal with that. I just don't want to have any 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 uh, thing go wrong, and I don't want to do anything that's unethical. So I've always shied away from that. I'm going to be really glad to know what is the rule, okay? What is the rule that's going to be enforced by the LHSAA? For some of you, that's going to be bad because maybe they might rule against the status quo. I, have a tend, I, I tend to think that they're going to r- rule in favor of the status quo. In every regard, uh, uh, or result rather, um, at least this show is making a difference in the fact that before somebody gets ca- called out about these rules that are kind of vague, uh, now we're going to get them concrete. And uh, and I think that a lot of the problems that we're having out there with it, within each you know with each other and how we run our programs is going to kind of evaporate. That's my hope, anyway. So look, we're going to have those answers next week. I knew I was hoping we were going to have those answers two weeks ago, and uh, I pressed, but we just couldn't get those answers, and um, um, we will have those answers for you. I promise you. Uh, I'm already hard on the trail of doing that. Well, anyway, um, that'll be next week's show. Today, uh, we're now past Labor Day, and now all the club teams are in full go. Okay, we're in full throttle. We've had our pre-season um, practices, and a lot of key teams have actually put it on the line. I'm going to put my finger on the pulse of the LCSL, how many teams are participating, what clubs are they coming from, and uh, my take on all that. Um, we're going to do that all when we come back after our commercial break. Yes, this show has commercial breaks. It's good. we got to pay the bills. And by the way, uh, we're about to do our high school preview shows, which are very, very well listened to. Uh, we're going to preview the North, the Southwest, the Southeast, and and try to get quality uh, people who know what they're talking about to predict what these districts are going to put out, uh, who's going to be the champions, who are going to be contenders, who are going to be the pretenders. And you really, if you want, if you have a business that's catered towards the soccer community, you want to get your commercial on these on this show. So look, you can reach me at at Monday Night Football. That's on Twitter. That's at that's on M-N-F-U-T-B-O-L. You can reach me on Facebook, our, our Monday Night Football page, if you just put that in the search engine, or I'm at again, M-N-F-U-T-B-O-L. Or you can reach out to me on the Monday Night Football uh, blog on laprepsoccer.net, and we'd be glad to get your commercial cut. The rates are amazingly affordable. Uh, you can have a nice commercial for, for less then you can get a little byline uh, in a newspaper. So uh, talk to us about it, and uh, we'd love to get you on the air. Anyway, we're going to have this week's commercials, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the LCSL on Monday Night Football. I'm Coach Alan Durrett. I'll see you after the break.
It's no ordinary sports show. Candid conversation. We've got it all. Must have guests. Significant Louisiana sports figures. Serious knowledge. Post-game breakdowns, trivia, historical flashbacks, and my editorials. That'll make even the most diehard sports fans go wow. From the one guy who's always in the zone. It's what happens when you've been around Louisiana sports this long. The WGNO Sports Zone, Wednesdays at 10:15. Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future, and of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNola.com and schedule your spend a day today. That's DeLaSalleNola.com. You can advertise your business for as little as $50. Contact us to see our rates and get your business in front of the Gulf Coast soccer community. Follow us on Twitter at MNFUTBOL, as well as Facebook, or call us at 504-577-3131. All right, welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Again, I'm Coach Alan DeRitter. Uh, I've been coaching for 36 years in Louisiana, and so uh, I like to think I have my finger on what's going on uh, with the sport of soccer in Louisiana, both at the high school and club level. And right now, the Louisiana Competitive Soccer League is in high gear, as it should be. Well, after the AGM, we kind of talked about uh, at the AGM if it's enough. And I think uh, really the Louisiana developmental player um, push is a good thing to get kids playing at the highest, highest level. It's nice to compete for an overall championship at the Louisiana Competitive Soccer League and in high school. But I do agree with the LSA that unless you leave Louisiana, you have no idea how tough the competition is. When I send kids to colleges, which I'm about to send five or six to college next year, when they go to these camps, they're like, oh my, you know, uh, there, there's uh, another world out there and we got to make sure our kids are exposed to it so that they can thrive when they go to college or when they try to compete at, at a, a professional level instead of just get uh, overwhelmed by it. That's why I bring my teams to Europe. I'm hoping I'm going to bring my team, um, a couple of teams to Rome this summer. I'm hoping that's sort of the case is. Uh, uh, that's between my wife and I to kind of work out. But uh, but I have taken teams uh, to Europe, as I've mentioned before, and it's always been the same result. Uh, they, come, they go, they see the competition, they try to rise up to it, and then – and then uh, they come back home and they're playing a different brand of soccer, uh, which in the Louisiana realm is, is superior. So uh, I do understand that the LCSL is not the answer, but at least it's a lot, lot uh, better than we, we used to do a couple of decades ago. All right. So I took a hard look at the boys and the girls league and um I think we're it's healthy. Uh, at the U11 level for the boys, we have 30 teams and we have five divisions. That's to be expected. At the girls' uh, level, we have 16 teams and three divisions. And again, for everybody listening, not, not familiar with club soccer, these are the teams that are paying and these are the teams that are traveling large distances uh, to go play their games. 
and and a U11 uh, range. I think that's a pretty healthy amount of teams. Of course, we probably have uh, <laughs> scores of more teams than that that are out there, like in my club, um, that are just not competing in the LCSL, but competing amongst each other. Uh, so this is not indicative of how many teams we have in Louisiana, but it is indicative of how many kids who are 10 years old who are getting pushed uh, to a competitive level uh, that we'd like to see them at and when they get to me in high school. So um, are there enough kids playing? It depends what your, what your goals are and what your, um, where your bar is set. Um, I tend to look at it from a European point of view and tend to think that th- th- 30 teams is really not enough teams at a U11 uh, statewide league level for the boys. Um, I want to know. Tell us what you think. You can get in touch with me at laprepsoccer.net. Uh, go to our Monday Night Football blog and, and give me your take on it, especially all you people who have uh, been in other states. Well, the girls, we have 16 teams and three divisions for U11, as I said before. And uh, I think it's a reflection – a lot of uh, – I think it's a reflection of – I wouldn't use the word crisis, but I would use the word concern that I don't think enough girls are playing soccer right now uh, compared to what I'm seeing uh, as a high school coach watching, looking at the girls playing their club volleyball and their club um, softball and basketball, AAU basketball. Uh, I tend to think that um, – that we are we are falling behind, and when we used to be the strong set when it came to girls' uh, high-level competi- competitive sports. So 16 teams gets me a little alarmed because at U11, the girls really don't know what they want to specialize in, and you naturally you're going to see as I, as I re- relay these teams to you, the older the, the age group gets, the less competitive teams are fielded because the kids find out either A, they're, they're good at soccer, B, they're not as good as they thought they were when they were 10, or C, they're good in, they're, they're much better in other sports, and so they tend to focus on those other sports they have a chance to go to college with. So uh, that's the reason for the drop-off. Uh, not, it's not from a lack of quality by far. Well, for U12, uh, we had 31 teams in four divisions for the boys, 22 teams in three divisions with the girls. In U13, 25 teams in three divisions and 16 teams in three divisions for the girls. And U14, 23 teams, three divisions for the girls, 15 teams in two divisions. For the 16 boys, 21 teams in three divisions, 16 teams in three divisions for the girls, 17, 10 teams in two divisions. And for the girls, five teams in only one division. For U18, 15 teams in two divisions. For U18 girls, seven teams in one division. And U19, of course, that's the real serious kids. For the boys, we have four teams in one division. And for the girls, five teams in one division. So the girls have us beat, have boys beat out at the U19 level. And for those of you who don't know about the LCSL, okay, first division gets to play for the ultimate prize. You get to play for the national in the national championship series if you win the Louisiana national championship. I mean, the state championship. And in, in the second division, you get to play for the President's Cup, which is kind of like, okay, uh, Division Two would be a good way to look at it. 
in divisions three, four, five, six, whatever other divisions there are, uh, at the older levels, uh, you you play for a state championship. You're the Division Three state champs, and that's where it ends. Okay, and you get to wear a T-shirt saying you're a state champion. And and we run the risk though, with having many divisions, having a, a situation where we have everybody getting a trophy. Which all you got to do is look at the LHSAA and see now how uninteresting the playoffs are and the state championships are. Regular season's fine because everybody's playing each other in in uh in LHSAA football and 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 the games the regular season games mean so much more now than they used to because everybody used to focus on winning the state championship. But now uh I mean I coach football, I coach the kickers and the special teams for De La Salle, and really we have no stress about making the playoffs. We have a lot of stress about uh, our regional status, how we compete with these teams that we're playing with in the regular season. So I, I don't want to see soccer move into that realm where everybody gets a trophy, and so therefore we have to switch our focus not from uh, you know trying to get into a championship mode but just uh, um, trying to be regionally superior. How's that? So uh, that's my take on that. We have a couple of scores to report to you um, from this weekend. Um, when it came to U12 boys, okay, uh, excuse me, U11 boys, the Louisiana Fire Juniors got gobbled up by the Blackhawks from home of Thibodeau, 10 to nothing. And, of course, you know, uh, for 08 boys, they, they don't know what running up the score is. I don't think maybe the coach should know. But Mandeville Lakers beat uh, the Montagua Junior Blue Eagles 7 to 4. And U12 Division One. Louisiana Fire Juniors tied the Madisonville Youth Boosters uh, two to two, and that and that's Division One, so that's really good. It says a lot about Madisonville. It says a lot about the the talent on the North Shore. That uh, Madisonville still is is a young pup compared to Mandeville, Baton Rouge, Lafreniere, uh, which is now Louisiana Fire Juniors, and so uh, Mandeville is making some serious progress. And Coquille Park is a beautiful park to play in. In Division Two, the Cajun Fury, um, um, they field two teams that played each other. Uh, the Cajun Fury 07 uh, uh, mixed beat the 07 white. Uh, it looks that's what it, what it says on here, five to one. So uh, it's kind of neat that they have two two teams in Division Two at the U12 level. They're probably going to be one team as the days go on. In the girls U11. Um, in the yellow division, Madisonville Youth Boosters beat Louisiana Fire Juniors 2-1. to one. Uh, In the pink division, the Baton Rouge uh, Maroon team beat the Mandeville Lakers Premier team 2-0. to zero. And then uh, in the U-13, U 14, and 15 uh, seasons uh, in, in divisions, there were no games. And the boys U-16 Division One, the New Orleans Spartans, which is kind of a new kid on the block, uh, beat the, I mean, he, excuse me, lost to St. Charles Spurs 4-3. to And the U-16 Division II, the South Tangy Youth Elite, lost to the Slido Youth Green 4 to nothing. And the boys U-17 uh, in Division II, uh, we have the result is uh, South Tangy, Beat Baton Rouge Maroon six to two. That's a heck of a result for Stysa. Um And in U eighteen Division two for the boys, 
Louisiana Fire Juniors lost to the Nola Jesters 2-1. Nola Jesters, that's Kenny Farrell in the gang. And um, they're starting the year off with a bang there with that win. And the women's U18 Division I, Mandeville Lakers Elite lost to the Cajun Rage 3-0. And in U19 Division I, the Cajun Pride beat the Cajun Rage. Uh, uh, it, uh, excuse me, Cajun Pride lost to the Cajun Rage 2-3. And I really don't know uh, what is the difference, how they division, uh, you know, divvy their teams up. As uh, like, you know, it's easy when it comes to Baton Rouge, you know that the Maroon team is usually their best team. Um, um, with the fire, they, they color code their teams as well. So it's hard to tell who beat who there, but they are playing uh, really competitive soccer within themselves. So uh, when I'm looking, when I looked at all these scores and I looked at all the teams that are participating, it's really still dominated by the big boys. Your big boys are Caboso and Shreveport, Calcasieu, for Lake Charles, um, CSC in, in Lafayette, Baton Rouge Soccer Club in Baton Rouge and uh, Chicago Fire or Louisiana Fire in New Orleans area. And, of course, um, for the North Shore, um, Mandeville. Those, those clubs have the majority of the teams. There's a sprinkling of New Orleans teams and uh, North Shore teams um, every, every here and there. And, and one of the growing areas also is the far North Shore Tangipahoa area, um, and and so soccer is still a growing sport. It's still a sport where we have a, a multiple amount of clubs um, uh, uh, spanning the entire state, but still the big blocks. Okay, the big the big clubs are sending the majority of the teams in the competitive and the developmental leagues. And uh, they have the money to do that, and uh, and they have the resources and, and the uh, coaching to do that. And so, therefore, that's where usually most of your competition um, gets centralized on. That's one thing I like about high school soccer is that everybody's going to play everybody eventually or at least play in, in, in the soup that, diver that determines a state champion. And uh, no team is left out of the mix here. You know, there are teams that are left out of the mix, but that's just the nature of this beast until we could come up with a different uh, way of doing things, which we've talked about on this show, as you know, ad nauseum. Um, I, I do think things have to change if we're going to have a World Cup champion in my lifetime. Uh, that's just my two cents. Let us know what your two cents are. Again, you can contact us on our Twitter page at MNFUTBOL. You can contact us on our Facebook page and buy an ad if you want to advertise and support the show at our Facebook page. That's Monday Night Football, or you can find us at MNFUTBOL, or you can uh, participate in the blog on Monday Night Football uh, on either the girls' thread or the boys' thread on LAPrepSoccer.net. That's LAPrepSoccer.net, and we'll be sure to respond to you. And also, you can give us your ideas for the next show. And... Uh, uh, and we'll even have you on. How's that, okay? Uh, we used to be live on the air, but that doesn't mean we can't have interaction with all of you on this show. I think the quality show's gone up thanks to uh, our producer, Andrew, and the studio, and thanks to all the equipment that we have, as opposed to being live on the radio. And I'm really glad to have everybody on LAPrepSoccer.net who pushed me in this direction. It's been a real, real pleasant surprise for me. Well, that's it. Next week, we're going to have the definitive word from Fallen Buckner. 
as to what uh, we can and cannot do on the playgrounds that is being done now. And I would like to also um, look into, in our future episodes, not just a preview of the high school scene, but there's a lot of coaching turnover going on, especially in Baton Rouge right now. I want to get to the bottom of that. And I want to expose you all to a movement that's that's coming around uh, for the schools that are not able to field 11 aside that I think is really, really gaining steam. It's a 6v6 movement that the LHSA is behind, and I've got my eyes on it. I've got my fingers on it, and I really think it's a solution to help real small schools get a taste of competitive soccer. Well, I wish you and your family the best. Carpe diem in Christ, and, uh, and we'll see you next week on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. God bless you and your family. See you next week.